Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good morning. So good to see you guys in the house of the Lord this morning. I'm glad you're here. And if this is your first time worshiping with us here at Faith Renewed, it may be in-house. You could be joining us today online for the first time. We just always love to greet those who are first-time family with us. So Faith family, please let all of our first-time guests know you love them this morning. You're glad they're here. We're excited again to have you Um, it's just good to be back in-house, and uh, I, I tell you, I missed it. Uh, I miss being with you guys. Um, I'm a pastor. I have a pastor's heart. I like being with the people, and uh, again, we know our online digital community and family there is growing, and I love that because some people are unable to make it in-house, and so we're thankful for that ministry, and it's a great, great, beautiful ministry that God is using, but I love being together as well, amen? I just love it for those who are able to physically be here. I love hanging out with you, worshiping Jesus with you, Um, but our digital family is growing, and also, this is something new we've never done before. With our faith groups kicking back off, if anyone is interested in hosting a digital faith group. Um, Yeah, and so we have some, uh, again, who have talked about this, threw it out there a couple of times. And so uh, if that is something you're interested in, hosting a digital faith group, maybe you're a part of our online family and you're unable to be here, but you're like, I like to gather outside of just this Sunday event. So uh, typically folks use Zoom and those sorts of things, and we can work with you on that if you're unable and don't know how to use that, so we'd be glad to do so. But um, again, I just love being here. I'm glad you're here. And if you're here for the first time, this is something we do every week this, we go to the Bible. Amen. So grab your sword. Anybody love the Bible? Yeah. Anybody love the word of God? Amen. Do this. Turn with me to Philippians chapter four, Philippians chapter four. And uh, if you're new with us today, maybe you come to hang out to celebrate baptisms. I mean, how many is excited looking forward to putting some folks in the water this morning, man? I love it. It's a celebration of life and a new life in Christ. And so I'm again, I'm excited that you're here again. Just I'm thankful God sent you to be here to celebrate that with us. Um, we also do this on when we gather and worship. Uh, we use the YouVersion Bible app. Maybe uh, use the digital Bible. Use that. You're welcome to do this. Click on more and then events. And then you'll see actually an event uh, taking place. You should see Faith Renew. Just click on that. And you'll see right there. Um, again, the points from this message, verses, I encourage you to save that. Go back, study it on your own as well. But Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. If you've got it, tell your neighbor, I have it. All right. And if they didn't tell you they had it, say, I'll be glad to help you. Come on, I'll be glad to help you find that. Amen. Awesome. Well, if you need a Bible, if you don't have one, we give those away there at the Connect Center. We want every person to have a Bible. So if you need a Bible, please stop by. We'd love to just give you that. But it says this, verses 6 and 7, be anxious for nothing. Come on. If we have ever needed a word today, this is it. Amen. I just, be anxious for nothing. Amen. Uh, I mean, we, uh, Christians should be the most chilled, relaxed, at peace people of any people group on the planet. Amen. We, we should be able to, again, we should be at peace. Because one is, he says not to worry. Don't be anxious. So again, if we do that, 
We're being disobedient, as for one. Secondly, we've learned that it doesn't do any good uh, to, 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 to be anxious. And so, again, he says not to. So he says this, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, I don't know about you, man, the peace of God is a beautiful thing. Amen? And he shows us here how we can have that. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Man, I love this passage. I love this. I love this. This is so good. So let's pray. Let's do what he says to do right now. So some of you may be here this morning and you're anxious, you're worried. You, man, there's a lot of things going on in the world and a lot of things happening in your life. So do this. Just do that. Pray, supplication, thanksgiving, and watch peace come in this morning. So Father, we thank you. Yeah, we thank you, Father, Lord, today that we have access into the throne room, and we have privilege and honor today to pray to you, come before you, and today, God, with prayer, with supplication, with thanksgiving, God, we make our request known to you today, Lord, and we thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, would you say it, church? Amen. 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 We're in a series, if you don't know, if you're new here, we're in a series right now called Why. And man, I tell you, I am loving this series. I probably say this every series, but man, this is my favorite series. Amen. It just is. I love every one of them. I just think every series is so important. But this is, this is true because we've been doing this. We've been answering questions that people have. We've been digging into and showing and revealing why we as a church do the things that we do and um, why Faith Renewed looks like it looks. And, you know, I could summarize it saying because it's biblical, it's Bible, we want to be as close to Scripture as we can, but why do we do what we do? And we're also answering questions. If you have a why question, like, man, why is this happening? Why is this going on? You can, still, not too late, you can send that to us, and it may get in this series. But this is today's message. Why pray? Come on, man. Why pray? And I've heard people like say, y'all are praying church, man. Y'all some praying people. And I'm like, yes, amen. We are, and, and honestly, we should do it more, amen. We should do it more often. But why do we do this? Last week, we talked about why next steps. If you're just digital and you join us online, we talked about why next steps. And we believe this. We believe every person should be taking a step on the journey of faith towards Christ. And so we don't believe you should ever sit back, get stagnant, stop where you're at. Remember, salvation is not the finish line. It is a starting gate. And so now we know this. We're going towards him. And prayer is the point of access to God. Like anything else, man, we have access to the Father. I love this. So if just why do we pray? One is because, man, we need to. Amen? We desperately need to pray. And uh, because this spiritual warfare, if you don't know, is real. It's real. There is an enemy today who is out to kill, steal, and destroy. But man, but we have life through Christ. And so I believe this. I believe we should be praying more. And I, I love this. I, I actually think that, man, we actually can pursue God through prayer and we watch Him do things in our life. Some would say this. Some say, man, like, why do you pray? Why do that? Because God's not going to change. Bible said He doesn't change. So why do you pray? I believe you need to understand something. I think it's important that we know that it is God who doesn't change. Change is true in his character. 
That's important to know. His character does not change. But you know, we see in the Bible, he actually changes his mind on some things. And I'm like, man, that, some people are like, man, he never changed. You're wasting your time. No, listen, he changes. Now, I can show you several things, but just to pull out a couple of those, it's amazing. You see that in the story of Jonah, the city of Nineveh was a deep in sin city. God sent him to Nineveh, and he sent Jonah to go there. Jonah pulled back, didn't want to see these guys repent, and turned their life over to God. So he actually made some bad choices along the way. That's a good story if you don't know that. But we see something happen. The message of God goes to Nineveh ultimately. We see that the people repent, and God does this. He relents. He changes his mind. He doesn't take them out in that moment. He doesn't do that. this thing that he said he would do. You're like, wait a minute. He changed his mind. Yeah, we, we see that in the children of Israel. We see there are times when the children of Israel missed it. And I, I don't know about you. I'm thankful for the story of the children of Israel in Scripture that we see how messed up they can be sometimes. And God is so gracious and loving towards them. And we see moments where he's going to like come in. They uh, are, are taking gold, building calves, worshiping false idols. And God's like, man, I had enough. And then, and then it's like, man, okay, people pray. God does this work. He shows grace to them. He doesn't go in, take them out. I'm thankful. So we see this in prayer. God changes his mind sometime. Now, don't let that lessen your view of God because he doesn't change his mind like we do. All right. So it's not a like, well, I'm in the mood. All right. To do this. Or now I'm going to change my mind and do that. No, we see through prayer that God works. Now, I'm going to do this. I want to give you three quick things this morning before we celebrate some people getting in the water and being baptized. Three quick things this morning about prayer that I believe we need to understand and why we do this. Number one is this. Why we pray? We pray because prayer is our connection to God. Prayer is our connection to God. This is where we see, man, we make this connection to him through prayer. So we do this as a church. It's amazing. We pray before service. People gather and pray. What? Yeah, we pray before service. We take time during service. Pray. In the service, after service, we pray. This is a connection. Wednesday nights, gather. We pray. We go after him. Faith groups, people get together outside of church on a regular Sunday or Wednesday service, and people pray, spend time. We have, if you don't know, intercessory prayer that happens here on Friday nights. It's open to anyone who would like to come and just spend time going after God in prayer. We have a a Facebook prayer group. I mean, it's like, why, dude, why are y'all some praying people up in this place? We pray because this is a connection. This is a connection. I don't believe you can have intimacy with God apart from prayer. I don't, I don't believe you can have intimacy with God apart from prayer. And this is the most beautiful thing about this. This connection that we have with him, we have access into the throne of grace when we come into the place of prayer. Now, this is amazing. You, you couldn't right now, you couldn't walk up into the president's office of the United States. You couldn't walk up into the president of, of a large company. You, you probably couldn't just walk up into the office of a president of a small company. You, you, you couldn't just walk up into those places. And somebody's like, I don't want to walk in some of those places. All right, And that's okay. But listen, we see here, we can't do that in, in, those, in the natural but, you know, we can walk into the presence of God Amen. through prayer. 
that is beautiful. We see this, and I love this. Angel and I are doing the one-year reading Bible plan on version. Very cool. If, if you're just looking for something, you're like, man, how, what can I do to get started reading the Bible or, or maybe do this with someone? You can start this and go through this together. I love what this is doing. We're having conversations now more about Scripture. It's cool. I love it, man. We're just talking about it. We'll, we'll read it, and then we'll come back and, and talk about it. Throw out some questions sometimes, and sometimes I'm like, I know the answer. Sometimes I don't know the answer, and so it causes me to dig in. Sometimes I act like I know the answer because I'm like, she don't know, and she may not. She's asking me, so she know, I'm going to make it up, all right, and go with it. No, I don't do that. I, don't, I, I, I really don't. I try not to. I, but, but I love this. We were talking the other day. We were discussing Leviticus. We didn't get up into some Leviticus in this plan, man, we're on right now. And so it, it's She's like, man, this is crazy. The stuff that they have to do. The, read it. Wild, man. The steps that they have to take. And it's just like, I mean, like some stuff. To step into the presence of God and everybody didn't have access. And it's like, man, you'll see some bloody mess. You'll see sacrifice. You'll see so many things that are happening as you read that. you got to do this. You have to do that. You have to go through. You have to have to do. Then you can come into the presence of God. Maybe. Now, I want us to understand, God is still that holy t- today. He's still as holy today as, as he was then. Some people miss that. They're like, man, back then they couldn't do it. They'd fall out, they'd die, whatever. It, it, it's not because he quit being holy. I felt that. It, it's not because God quit being holy that now we can go in. It's because the Holy One came down. And the Holy One of Heaven, amen, the Holy One of Heaven got on the cross. She was like, man, why did they have to do these things? And I was like, man, it just lit up in my heart. It shows us more and more how beautiful the sacrifice of Jesus is, that he steps out of heaven. He comes to earth and dies on the cross for our place and our sin and our shame. And this is what happens. The moment he gave his life, that veil that separated them from the presence of God split from the top to the bottom and now we can boldly enter in into the throne room of grace now we can go in anytime and I love this this is so good because now any one of us anybody in the room you're like man I'm, I'm not good or I'm, I'm listen anyone in this room we're all called to do this go into his presence and I love what we see here man now last week we talked about taking next steps we talked about, man, stepping into the next level that God has for you, moving forward. Some people's next step today, for them, they've identified with Christ. They're taking the next step in their journey of faith. They're going public with their faith. They want to just show others, man, what Christ has done in me. I want to identify with that and get in the waters of baptism. That is so good. And this is what today, If listen, if you don't know Christ, we want you to get saved today. Do you just say it? That's that real, that just straightforward. Yeah, that we want you to surrender your life to Jesus. We're not talking about just some little prayer just to make you feel better. No, listen, we want you to surrender everything to God. Repent as we see God calls us to his scripture. Turn from that, turn to him, and then do this. This morning, go ahead and get in the water. You know what we do? We have a table in the back. We've learned to do this right here. We keep extra clothes on hand, extra towels, because, man, God may be calling you today to take that next step. But 
But you know what for all of us should be the next step is? Pray more. Every one of us, we should, this should be a next step in a journey, is praying and going after God. We talked about the spiritual gifts. Why spiritual gifts? Praying is not a spiritual gift. It's a spiritual discipline. And this is what prayer will do. Prayer will release the spiritual gifts in your life. Prayer is the thing that helps you develop that. Prayer is a weapon that he has given us to access and to come against and combat that enemy who was out to destroy your life today. So we have that through prayer. He has given us. Dr. Cho, he pastored the largest church in the world, I believe, in Seoul, Korea, if I'm not mistaken. But he said this, when you realize that prayer is as essential to your life as breathing you will begin to pray. And it is. Man, we need this. We need to understand this. And we saw this in Scripture that Jesus prayed himself. He modeled this for us. He showed us. He was the example. We're doing a study of the book of Luke, going through it verse by verse. Have been in it for a, a, a year and eight months now in just one book, in the book of Luke, and just breaking it down. We have watched during that study how we watch God work and how Jesus himself modeled for his disciples prayer. But he also knew this. This was a connection with the Father. They were one, and they were, they were always, have been, always will be, but we see a connection happen here, so Jesus modeled this. And then he said this. In Matthew 6, 6, Jesus speaking in red letter, it says, but you, when you pray, how many of us God wants us to pray? All right, this, he just said, like, not if you pray, if you're thinking it, but no, when you do this. He said, when we should do, we should do this too. Go into your room. And when you have shut the door, pray to your father who is in the secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Now, we see something about prayer here. This is prayer that should be happening not just in church. Now, we've been seeing this, looking how this works, talking about it. I'm not going to take the time to go back. But we see this. There is prayer that should be happening apart from what we do here in-house. There should be a place. Find you a place. Go in. Shut the door. Remove the distractions. And again, not if. And this should be a thing that just as believers, or maybe for you, just the next step that you're going to start spending time with God. He said to do it this way. 1 Thessalonians 5, rejoice always. You never notice there's a thanksgiving and a rejoicing connected with prayer. So it's not just coming, calling off a list, but we're seeing time where we praise and worship, talk to him. And then he said this in verse 17, Pray without ceasing. Man, that's, again, that's not where you have to like stop and just not talk to anybody else. Pray, talk to God all the time. But just in your heart, you can just be praying and spending time with him. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And then I see this, verse 19. A lot of people don't, don't see the connection here. I want you to see how important this is. Verse 19 gets shared and said a lot. But it's not ever usually connected to this first several verses that we just read. So he says this. He says, do not quench the spirit. So how do we quench the spirit? We quench the spirit when we don't spend time in prayer, when we don't spend time in thanksgiving. And that is a weighty thing. That, that word quench means to extinguish. And so this is what we see here, uh, to extinguish the fire. And so we understand this, that by the spirit, man, we can't stop the spirit, but we can stop the spirit from working in our life. 
What? We, we can't stop the Spirit, but we can stop Him from working in our life. He says we can extinguish the fire that, that again, that we have of God. So this is what we see. Prayer is a direct connection to God that releases the fire of God in our hearts and lives. Amen. So this is, should be something that's just a part of our life in every way. So again, prayer is our connection. Tell your neighbor, man, prayer is our connection to God. Amen. Let them know that. <clears throat> Amen. Now turn around and tell the person behind you that you just totally ignore. Turn, tell them. <clears throat> Amen. If you're watching online, type it in the, in the comments right now. Prayer is my connection to God. Number two, prayer changes me. I love this because this is so good because I need to be less like I am right now. Some of y'all don't admit that. Some of you wish right now, you, you're like, man, sitting beside your spouse, you're like, man, you're making sure they're listening right now. Somebody just texted somebody and said, you need to turn on the live stream right now. Amen. You need to listen to this message. But prayer changes me. This is so important that we see that, man, prayer changes us. And I, I do, that's my heart. I, I'm, I'm not, we're not doing all bad. But I want to be less like I am right now, more like him. I want us to continue to decrease, him increase in our life. And so this is what prayer will do. Prayer will change us. Now, there, this is twofold, and again, multiple, so many more than twofolds. But just in a couple of things, twofold. First of all, we see here that this is what prayer will do. It, it makes us less like we are right now, and it changes, again, the sin nature, the flesh character, and those things that will try to rise up in our life. And then we see what he does here. He says, when we pray, in our text, it says, man, we stop being anxious, and we start having peace. So that is the thing, man. We, it's so good. We, he said, don't be anxious. And he says, this is how you do it. Spend time in prayer. I don't know if we realize how valuable this weapon and tool that we've been given is. Charles Spurgeon was the prince of preachers. This guy would bring a message. He would, man, preach, and, man, things would change. Man, the atmosphere would shift. And this was his quote, and I love this. He said, I would rather teach one man to pray than ten men to preach. Man, because he knew, he knew what would happen when we pray. And this is what happens. It changes that person who is spending time with God. It's amazing. I can be in a state of mind. I can be in a place, man, and just in where I'm at, man. And it's kind of like, man, not maybe like the best place always. And it's amazing. Every time I set time aside, every time I go in that room, shut that door, every time I step into his presence, every time I pray, it changes me. It makes me different. I, I, it is so important that we see this, that we go after God more in prayer. Spend time. Everybody can do it. Every person can do it. So we go after him in prayer. But another way that it changes us, and I want us to see this, and it's okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. It, it brings a blessing for us. It brings a blessing for us. This is the prayer of Jabez, and I, I like this. Um, it, First Chronicles chapter 4. Turn there if you, if you are, or it's in your, in your notes. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. It says this. It says, And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him 
He granted him what he requested. Now, this is cool. So, so let a person know beside you, this is not just a book. This is not just a prayer, Jabez. Some of you are like, I don't even know what that is. That's way back. There was a well-done marketing plan, and I think it was great because it opened a lot of people's eyes to prayer. But prayer, Jabez, is, is really a valuable prayer because of what it does. It changes us. Amen? It changes us. Amen. That sounded good in the microphone, didn't it? <clears throat> I hope you heard that at home. Amen? <laughs> It changes us. But listen to what the prayer does. I want, this is so good. It brings a blessing to me. That's not selfish. I've learned something. The more I'm blessed, the more I can be a blessing. The more that God gives me, the more I can give away. The more he puts in my hands, the more I can release. And so this is what I believe. It's okay. Some of you are like, man, is it okay for us to be blessed? Yeah, God wants to. He prayed this way. We see this, and he releases a blessing. I believe this. I believe God wants us blessed in every area of our life. I just can't. If I look at Scripture, I see I believe God wants us blessed financially. I believe God, somebody said, it should have said amen right there. You should have like, I get in on board. I'm going to get on board with that. I, I, it, it, I believe God wants us blessed physically. I believe this. I believe he wants us blessed every, I believe he wants us blessed emotionally. Come on. He, say, he tells us how to have it. I believe he wants us blessed spiritually. There are so many things that God wants to release a blessing in our life. You'll see that this was the plan from the very beginning. He sets up a, in motion a plan for his people to walk in the blessing that he had created and provided for them. And it wasn't God that messed it up. We messed it up. But this is his plan to get back to that we see here where it releases a blessing on our life. And I believe he's calling us to do this. This is as a church. He said, man, give us the territory. Give us access. I believe we're called to access and step into territories and things that we've never stepped into before. And he's saying right here, it is a prayer that releases that. It is us coming before him. The programs are great. Practice is good. The groups are amazing. But if they're not bathed in prayer and we don't have his hand on it, it will never produce the fruit that God's called it to bring. Amen. And so we see this. This releases a blessing and it changes us. And man, I don't, I don't know, about, know about you. I want to be changed more in the area of blessing. I'm, I'm a blessed man. I don't even know. He's so much better to me than I deserve. But man, I want to walk in a greater level of what God has for me. And we see this. He said, man, God, put your hand on my life. And I love this. In Acts eleven twenty one, the New Testament, we see where the hand of the Lord was with them. And when we get God's hand on our life, when we get God's hand on our church, this is what happens. A great number believed and turned to the Lord. So that hand is not just on us, so we get stuff. And again, I believe he wants to give us some stuff. He's good like that. He's a good father. That's good God. That's who he is. But we want the hand of God to be on us also so that we can see great numbers believe and turn to the Lord. Those few that are getting in there nine and the next at 11, we're going to celebrate how amazing that is. But you know what I want, man? Greater. So we can put it on Instagram? No, I could care less about that. Listen, so we can, man, get heaven crowded and heaven full with all of us. And it happens when God's hand is on our life. And I love the hand of God. Go back. I won't take time. But, man, passage after passage after passage of the of New Testament where you see Jesus place his hand on people. And watch what happens. 
Man, I could, I could give you a list, but just go study that. Make that a something you do this, this, this afternoon or whatever. But, man, see that. And, again, I just want the hand of God. Matter of fact, let's just pray that. Father, place your hand on this church right now, Lord. In a greater measure, in a greater way, Lord, just continue to rest right now. Your hand upon the blessing, upon this house, so that we can see greater, Lord, miracles. We can see more of you, more lives turn to you, God. We just ask for more today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Prayer changes us, and I love this. Third and final this morning is this, is that prayer works. You do things that work. Seriously. I mean, I was like, some of y'all are like, man, yeah, do stuff that works. I mean, if you're doing something, if you're, you're trying something, you tried exercise plan, it don't work. Try something else. Your body may respond differently. Maybe you, what you're eating right now ain't working. Amen. All right. Try something different. Amen. Switch it up. Mix it up. But this is what I love about prayer. It works every time. What? Every time. Now, it's amazing. We see it. We don't always get the answer we want, but, man, prayer will work every time. And I love what we see, man. Prayer works. So I'm like, man, if something's working, why not do it more? Amen? Why not do more of it? And so this is what we see. We see when we pray, it works, and it does things. And, and the question is, like, man, why don't I do more of this? And there's really there's two times when you need to pray if you're wondering, like, you're trying to like, figure out, man, when should I do this? All right? When should I slide this into my schedule? Pray when you feel like it. Come on, somebody. And pray when you don't. Amen? That's the two times when you need to pray. Pray when you feel like it. Pray when you don't. Because it works. This is what I love. Prayer produces results. I'm a results guy. I want to see things. I, I'm more of those, man. I don't have the patience of, of some people to do certain jobs. Man, we got some mechanics in the house that are, like, amazing, and I, I love it. I guess the result of that is, like, if you have a vehicle that ain't working, now it's working, that's the result, all right? That, that's, and that's good. That's important. But it's weird. It's how my mind works. I would rather wash the car and have it look good. Can't stand dirty, dirty. I can't just, that's not how I want to, I want to clean it up, wash it up, put some armor on the tires. It may not be rolling, but that sucker looks good. Amen. That thing looks, I I geared that way. I want to see results. Now, again, I'm thankful for those who have other giftings, but I love results. And this is what I've seen, man. When I pray more, it releases God's hand more. It's just that simple, and it's just God works, and I want to get to the place to where I'm no longer surprised when he does it. Amen. Now, again, we should, again, take it lightly when he does the miraculous things, does things that kind of like, wow, man, God, you did that? We should celebrate and honor him, but I don't want to be shocked by it. I don't want to be shocked to the place to where I actually don't believe he will do it seen it. Matter of fact, we see this in scripture. I, I want to be thankful but not surprised. We, we see this in Acts chapter 12, an amazing story. I love the book of Acts. We did a whole series on it one time. We'll probably do it again. I love this. In the book of Acts, we see an amazing story unfold there. King Herod steps in, an evil man, and he kills. First of all, we see where he kills James, the brother of John. And again, I believe again, that guy went to the presence of God. I mean, in that moment, we see that but he did this he arrests Peter Peter gets arrested he's brought in he's chained between two guards and the next day they're going to take him before the people so again we know what's next for him now I love this you study this out he's chained between the two guards and there is a church praying for him 
There is a church praying for That's what we should do. Amen. When we see people in chains, when we see people in bondage, what's the answer? Pray for them. Amen. We should pray for them. But let's not be surprised when he shows up and does it. Amen. And so, so Peter is laid up. The Bible says, man, the angel shows up to set him free. He has to kind of hit him on the side, shake him up, say, I wake up. Let's go do this. Let's go, which I think that's another message, but you can be at peace in the midst of the prison. Amen. But, but we see this here. We see they pray. The angel shows up. And let's pick up in verse 12. All right. He gets set free. Cool story. Walking through like, man, amazing, miraculous stuff. Just wild story. Let's pick up what happens. In verse 12, it says, so when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, speaking of Peter, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where they or many were gathered together praying. All right, now I don't want to pray like these guys. All right, they were praying forever, they were going after God, but I don't want to pray in this way to where I don't think it's going to actually happen. I want to pray prayers big enough where it has to be God to show up and he has to be the one who answers it for it to be anything other again. I want to pray that way. And that's a good way. But when he does it, man, I don't want to be shocked by it. I want to celebrate it because this is what happens. Verse 13. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, do they praying for at the gate knocking? Think on that for a second. That's cool. The one they pray for who had been bound up now is at the gate knocking. And, and as he knocked at the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to answer. And when she recognized Peter's voice, because of her gladness, she did not open the gate. She was like just over the top, man. This is incredible. I let this girl have faith. She was like pumped. This is him. But ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. The thing they were praying for. I mean, that's, I want us to pray a lot. Man, as we're praying for it, God shows up and begins to answer it. That's so good. I, as we pray, when we've seen that over the years, we've seen God do it. I just want to just believe that way, pray that way, expect that way, not be shocked when it happens. Because, man, he shows up, he stood before the gate, and this was their reply. Think about this. Little Rhoda, man, saying, Peter's here, man. Stop praying. Let's celebrate. This was the answer. But they said to her, you're beside yourself. That's religion, man, right there. You'll see that, man. Oh, you're going way too much praising and praying and getting to, no, you're beside yourself. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. I love her faith, man. I love her willingness to not let anyone quiet her praise, amen. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said, it is his angel. Let's spiritualize it, but not let it become real in our life. That wasn't in my nose. I just copped out. My bad. Whoever that was for. So they said, it is his angel. Now, Peter continued knocking. And when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. I want to pray prayers that astonish us and open our eyes but, man, I don't want to be shocked when it happens to the place to where, man, I'm praying something that I don't actually believe he's going to do. 
Some of y'all have been praying some prayers that you did. In the back of your mind, the enemy's telling you, man, that thing will never happen. Listen today, begin to pray a prayer and begin to listen because you're going to hear a knocking at the gate. And listen to what God's going to do. Amen. Pray and pray and trust him for the answer. Last passage, James chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. I love this because this is for all of us. We need to see this, man. Sometimes we elevate these guys and we raise them up to a level in a place to man where I can never do that I can never pray that way but uh, this is so important Elijah was a man with a nature like ours he was just a dude man he was just a guy who prayed who God had his hand on his life he prayed and this is what happened he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months and he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruit and a guy with a nature just like ours prayed, and God answered the prayer. Man, let's don't be shocked when we start seeing rain come down, when we start seeing God move as we pray and talk to him. I'm going to ask if you would to stand with me, please. And if you're getting baptized and if you need to change, I'm going to go ahead and let you do this. If you need to get changed today, I'm going to let you step out. Go ahead and get changed. And you're going to meet us right here in the hospitality room after you get ready. You're going to meet us in the hospitality room. Bring your towel, and we'll just meet in there for a moment, and we'll gather, and then we're going to come in and celebrate baptism. But right now, can we do this? Can we just bow our heads and close our eyes? And I want to ask you this morning. What step are you on? And again, we know this and we understand this. This is not a rules list. We're not talking about a religious list, a law-based steps that we're talking about taking. We're just talking about taking steps closer and more and more in line and stepping into what God has called us into. So right now, I'm just going to ask you this right now. Today, first of all, you, as heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Man, listen, have you stepped now into the arms of Christ? Have you given your life over to Jesus? We're going to celebrate those this morning who have made that decision, who are taking a step forward in that. But where are you at right now? Have you taken a step into the arms of Jesus? Have you surrendered your life? Right now, as heads are bowed, eyes are closed, I'm going to ask you if you would right now. Now, just right now in this moment, if that's you right now, just as you stand there right now, right now just pray this with me. Say, God, I'll, I'll give my life over to you. Yeah, you may have come here. God may have sent you here to just like maybe celebrating a baptism, but God wanted to do more in you. He wanted to bring life to you right now as well, not just celebrate life for someone else. He may want to bring life to you. So, Father, right now, we just come to you, and, God, we surrender our life over. And, Lord, we want to take a step into your arms today, God. We want to surrender our life to you, Jesus, and give everything over to you, Father. And we celebrate that today, God, and we give you thanks for who you are. Jesus' name. Heads are still bad. Eyes are still closed, man. We would love to celebrate with you. If you'd like to get baptized, take the next step. Today, you're welcome to step out, grab clothes, grab a towel, and we can do that. But maybe right now, it's just like, man, I made that decision. I've surrendered my life over to God. I just want to get to know him more. Listen, we want to help you do that. We want to help you do that. Please let us know. We want to do that. But right now, we want to do this. We want to pray for every need in this room. Oh, man, that's a, there may be a whole lot of needs here right now. I want us to pray for every need because you know something right now? Your need's important. It's not too small to God, so it's not too small to us. Listen, it's not insignificant. Listen, it's important. It matters. You matter right now. And listen, we want to pray for you. So listen, just as, as heads are bowed, eyes are closed, if you have a need in your life, any kind, it could be a physical, it could be emotional, spiritual, listen, whatever, whatever the area. 
You may be praying for a loved one, man, and God's put a burden on your heart right now, praying for a family member or a friend. But listen, you just have a need. You're like, man, I need prayer. Listen, I want you just to slip up your hand to high as heaven as you can get it. I just want to pray over you first. Yeah, before we just turn and pray for needs in this room, I want to pray for you first. Yeah, God bless you. Many hands. Raise it up. Nothing to be ashamed of. We all have needs. Had them this week. Spent time with them this week. Yeah, many hands. I just want to pray over you. And then I want to do this. We're going to just release and have prayer in this room one for another. And again, just we're just going to pray with you. We're just as friends and just as family. Just pray for any needs in your life. Our altar is open, and you're welcome to come out and step down, and we'd love for you to. We believe in prayer here and open altars, and they always will be here. But we also believe in this. God's called us to pray and pray for one another. So I just want to pray over you right now. So just keep your hand up if you don't mind. And if you're at home right now, you can just right where you're at, just raise it up to the Father. So, Father, I thank you right now. Every hand lifted up right now is a significant need right now. Every hand lifted up matters, Lord, to me. And, Lord, it matters even so much more to you. God, you care about every hand raised. And, Father, you care about every situation. So, God, as we pray, Lord, we believe there's going to be a knocking on the gate, God. That the answer is being released even now as we pray, God. Heal bodies, Lord. Heal minds right now. Heal hearts today, God. Yeah, release your blessings today over them, Father. And I thank you for it. Just keep your hand up. If you don't mind, just keep your hand up. Faith, family, friends, all here gathered today. If Just turn around. Open your eyes. Just turn around. If you see a hand, you just place your hand on their shoulder. It's not going to be weird. It's not going to be awkward. Nothing crazy is going to happen other than we believe God's going to answer the need. <laughs> it's going to be good. So do this. As our worship team begins to minister in this last song, just if you would, just begin to pray for any need of someone around you. So just look around. Yeah, you see a hand. God bless you. Thank you for doing this. I love this family so much. I love you guys so much. This is so beautiful. This is a body. So if you see a need, just turn around and just begin to pray for that need. Pray for those. And we're going to celebrate this morning baptism in just a few moments. But as the worship team ministers in song, pray for those needs today. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.